complexion, and have garlands on their heads, blooming like lotus flowers, and some wear earrings. Purport. There are some inhabitants who have attained the liberation of sarupya, or possessing bodily features like those of the personality of Godhead. The Vaidurya diamond is especially meant for the personality of Godhead. But one who achieves the liberation of bodily equality with the Lord is especially favored with such diamonds on his body. Text 13. Vajishnu Hirya Parito Virajati Vasad Samana Vadihi Mahatmanam Vidyotamana Pramadotamatuvi Tavidyudam Bhavadihi Yatanava Translation The Vaikutta planets are also surrounded by various airplanes all glowing and brilliantly situated. These airplanes belong to the great Mahatmas, or devotees of the Lord. The ladies are as beautiful as lightning because of their celestial complexions. And all these combined together appear, just like the sky decorated with both clouds and lightning. It appears that in the Vaikuntha planets, there are also airplanes brilliantly glowing. And they are occupied by the great devotees of the Lord, the ladies of celestial beauty, as brilliant as lightning. As there are airplanes, so there must be different types of carriages like airplanes. But they may not be driven machines, as we have experience in this world, because everything is of the same nature of eternity, bliss, and knowledge. The airplanes and carriages are of the same quality as Brahman. Although there is nothing except Brahman, one should not mistakenly think that there is only void and no variegatedness. Thinking like that, is due to a poor fund of knowledge. Otherwise, no one would have such a misconception of whiteness and Brahman. As there are airplanes, ladies and gentlemen, so there must be cities and houses, and everything else is suitable to the particular planets. One should not carry the idea of imperfection from this world to the transcendental world, and not take into consideration the nature of the atmosphere as completely free from the influence of time, etc., as described previously. The note purport for text 14, so read that one too. Sri Yatarupin Yurugaya Padayo, Sri Yatarupin Yurugaya Padayo, Tarupimanam Bahuda Vibhuti, Tarupimanam Bahuda Vibhuti, Pringham Sri Tayatusumataranugar, 
The goddess of fortune in her transcendental form is engaged in the loving service of the Lord's lotus feet and being moved by the black bees, followers of spring. She is not only engaged in variegated pleasure, service to the Lord, along with her constant companions, but is also engaged in singing the glories of the Lord's activities. See all the different planets, you could see the beautiful airplanes, you could see the 
the handsome and beautiful residence of the, of the abode of the Lord, with airplanes flying around, then we can actually, eventually going to see the Lord also. Seated on his throne, the Lord's going to grab his hands and thank him for his nice penance and bless him. So ready, uh, and empower him to create the, the universe, the internal parts of the universe. So this penance is very important thing. Penance is not different from the Lord. Previously, people subdue the, the meditation, so of the original Satyuga, the original creative periods. So Brahma was doing this meditation and penance on the instruction of the Lord. We can't imitate that. We're not able to do that kind of meditation. Well, now it's the Kali Yuga. And in this age, the meditation, the penance, the Prabhupada, we're supposed to do the Prabhupada has uh, detailed for us. The chanting, Hari Krishna, Hari Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hari Hari, Hari Ram, Hari Ram, Ram Ram, Hari What you can get in Satya Yuga by meditating, what you can get in Treta Yuga by home or fire sacrifice, what you can get in Dharpa Yuga by temple worship, you can achieve in Kali Yuga by chanting the holy names of Hari. So we don't imitate Brahma, but we follow in his footsteps. He did penance. If we want to also see the spiritual, it's possible. But we need to chant Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, 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 Hare Hare. Our spiritual world is really amazing, very beautiful place. Everybody's young, everybody's getting old. No old age, no disease, no death, no birth. Eternal Tarun and Tarunis. Eternal youth. Beautiful complexions. Complexions like coral and diamonds. Very effulgent, very brilliant. Here, wherever they have a good complexion, right? they have so many medications, facial packs, mud packs, whatever kind of 
the darshan of the Lord. You know, when you see the planets, it sees the Lord also. Total God in my nation. Journey through the spiritual world also, Sanatana Goswami described in the Srihad Bhagavatam Gita how the uh, Gopakumara goes to the different planets and tell world is the such of Vaikuntha. In Vaikuntha, everything is very much in awe and reverence. Very formal. But his uh, eternal relationship with Krishna is to be a common boy. But there he's in Vaikuntha, so he's got a Vaikuntha type form. But his consciousness is still like in his original. So his natural desire when he sees the Narayana, so beautiful he wants to go out and, and to hug him. It's like the common boy thing. Play with each other and hop, skip, and jump, and embrace each other, and they're laughing. But then, you know, all the, the guards of Narayan and Satana, what are you doing? They can say, What this guy's going to do? Hug Narayan, it's inconceivable. They bow down to him, massage his lotus feet, so maybe the Russian does know what they are. Glorify him and offer him arty. It's a real, very, very formal. Yoga Shemam Bahamaham, he protects what we have and supplies what we need. 
to transform our consciousness in the material world by just uh, praying to Krishna to give us our sense gratification. We want to, you know, by separatist uh, mentality and different modes of nature, we want to have our own separate uh, interests. In the spiritual world, somehow everybody has become harmonious. They really want to see the Lord happy, they want to serve the Lord, and that, that gives them ultimate happiness. Me too. But that might even have something that they want to create. So now he wants to create provision. He has this wonderful realization. Listen, the Bihar Bhagavatam, he said that the Narayan order to satisfy the Gopu Kumara, he took him into some private gardens where nobody could see, and there he manifested like a cowherd uh, boy form. Then he embraced him and prayed with him and everything. But then somehow Gopu remembered that this is actually not Krishna. This is Narayana, plain like Krishna. So, 
in accordance to somebody's particular relationship, then they may be in Dwarka, they may be in Vrindavan, Kura. But uh, in order to get, you can't go directly from Vaikuntha to Goloka. Because you're already conditioned by the awe and reverence modes. In order to get especially to Vrindavan, come down again take birth and so here and go Kula Vrindavan in this material world. Get integrated with Krishna's past times. And then from there you go back directly to the world Vrindavan. Coming in the material world, you have a that many of Vaikuntha and Hamas simply remembering Krishna. And Prabhupada is saying here about very good. Brahman, the absolute truth, is filled with light. You don't get this kind of description that I know anywhere from the other religions. The class goes to what? 615 or 630? That's 715 or 3-0. That the spiritual world is a Brahman platform, it's transcendental, Satchidananda. To be impersonal is, they think, well, everything in this material world, there's quality. In the spiritual world, therefore, there should be void, nothingness, just the opposite. Prabhupada explains that it's a material conception to reverse black and white, personal and impersonal. It's too easy. But actually, the material world is a perverted reflection of the spiritual world because in the spiritual world, they have planets, and they have the cities, and they have people, and they have beautiful environments. So the material reflection is also mirroring in a perverted way those situations. But here it's created by the material energy. It's not eternal. Everything's under the laws of karma. Spiritual world, everything is transcendental to karma. Not only karma, but also time. The time factor is controlling everything here. We're given this particular body, we're in this body for a particular time. This body is our 
prison cell. You can get a better prison cell if you're a good boy or girl, or you can get a worse one. Really bad. In this particular prison, biological cell, biological prison, we're uh, able to uh, further experience natural energy and enjoy and suffer in it. That's the situation. I read in the Padma Purana about the body, about some people who go to take him to Yamaraj. When Yamaraj decides that we can do the glories of the fifth chapter by Bhagavad Gita, there was this guy who was, uh, he was a Son of the body that he fell in by and he just started the music and became the best musician almost in the world, a royal musician. But he was a little debauchy and so there was a whole disagreement with his wife. His wife finally killed him in his sleep. And uh, they went to before Yamaraj. Yamaraj said, You really wanted to be a high flyer, you want to teach them society and everything, but then all you were looking at was, you know, enjoying the sense gratification, trying to do it for women. You didn't do anything spiritual, you're just looking at the dead bodies. So, with your beautiful musical abilities, you're really glorifying the Lord. As a result, he can now take birth as a vulture and he'll be a high flyer. But you just be looking down at the dead body. And uh, that was like, that's his, that's his, uh, his next body, that's what he's entrapped in. He says that he lived through one bodily existence, one lifetime because of his karmas. And then the wife, because she murdered her husband, and she was, she was looking like a real pious widow wearing white, you know. But actually she was also kind of a debauchee. And uh, she was behind the scenes doing all kinds of illicit stuff, so. When she died, and the, the Yamaraj said, you know, trying to look like a real beautiful, pious person, like a beautiful, and a pious lady. You know that your heart is black, you did so many horrible things. Okay, since you are just... Since you are... Well, look real good. But you really did lose your intelligence. What's the future? You're paying for all this karma you did. So I'm devoting you to the animal kingdom. Next birth, you're going to take birth as a parrot. You'd be a beautiful bird. You look really nice and beautiful, but you know, you'd be a bird baby. <laughs> <laughs> so 
Here she was flying in the forest and enjoying her fruits and things and then fluttering around. Somehow by the will of Providence, her ex or former husband was flying uh, over this forest and sees this parrot flying around and says, hey, wait a minute, that's the wife that killed you. <laughs> now she took birth as a, as a parrot. Here's my chance for revenge. And he swoops down and grabs her. Then he figures, I don't want to just kill her because, you know, I want to, she should really suffer. So I'm going to torture her. And you know, make it a gradual, just rip her apart. Bit by bit, little bit by little bit. So she really suffers. Uh, so he obviously had a human mentality. You know, birds don't have this. So cool. So anyway, he was, uh, you know, enjoying his uh, torturing her. And she's screaming, put her on her head. Her parents screaming when they're being ripped apart. He got thirsty, you know, it was hard work torturing your ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he lands out, he sees looking around for some place to drink some water, and he sees a, you know, a skeleton lying in the open of the forest, and there was a, a skull upside down. And the skull had uh, water from the rain. So that looked like a really delicious, nice, fresh skull water. And if you're a vulture, I guess you have a different perspective on things. So that's how he saw it. It was pretty nice. He sat on the side of that skull and he was uh, drinking a little bit of the water and then the parrot screaming in pain from being ripped by this talons or this vulture. And uh, some hunter hears the screams of the parrot and shoots his arrow and pierces the heart of the parrot and the vulture. And they die and they fall into the water of the skull. It was lying upside down. Then the Yamadutas come and take the Atmans away. This was like a temporary. And they still could remember, at least he could remember what was going on, who was who. So this was just like a little of a temporary punishment that they born as an animal with that kind of consciousness. That was their prison house. That's a, usually we're just in ignorance. We don't even know that we had a previous birth. We don't know what we did. And we get this body according to our karmas. So when he was taken back, the Atmas, the souls were taken back to Yamaraj. Then the accountants would say, well, this guy is, he didn't learn anything, you know. He's still in this human consciousness, he wanted to torture his former wife and trying to kill her and he just he has to he has to go for some heavy rehab. We're gonna to have to put him in some very heavy 
punishment for all of this person is just really cruel person who deserves to be burnt. They got so many different standard 26 programs for rehabilitation in the Hellish Planets. Sometimes they make custom made ones and they have special orders. So that's just to kind of prepare our consciousness and then so for whatever the next birth is going to be. Then surprise happened to everybody. Yamaraj said, no, they're going back to Godhead. And even the, even the, the, the guy, he said, well, wait a minute, they're going back to Godhead? I'm a really bad person. I, mean, I couldn't possibly eligible to go back to Godhead. I mean, how is it possible? I think, what did I do? I didn't do anything good. I'm really bad. But it shows a good character. At least he could recognize that he was really bad. I think he already had a change of heart. Yamaraj said, no, you see, the water that you were drinking and you fell into when you died, that skull and the skeleton was of a pure devotee who used to regularly read the fifth chapter of Bhagavad Gita. So because of reading the fifth chapter of Bhagavad Gita, his body, his existence, his consciousness, down to his very bones, all became pure. So the water in his skull was so pure, just because it is a bone is so pure, from reading the Bhagavad Gita fifth chapter every day, that it became like holy water, like a Ganges water or something. It's Chirta job. And you got purified from all your karmas. You got a clean slate. So you don't have any more material birth for you because your karma is wiped clean by the blessing of the fifth chapter Bhagavad Gita potency which was residing in those bones. So you, you can go back. <coughs> and then, like that, you can go back to Godhead. So sometimes you get these bones, like people are sitting with some kind of amazing causeless mercy. <coughs> As devotees are giving out prasadam, giving out books, giving people the opportunity to chant Hare Krishna to many, we don't know how many people actually get liberated. Just because of the intervention of the devotees. The devotees are surrounded by Krishna's association, surrounded by his taking his prasada, hearing his glory, serving his devotees and serving the spiritual master and serving Krishna directly the deities. As we stay absorbed in Krishna's service, we actually become purified. We have to avoid things like Vaishnava Parana. For some people they rebel in talking against Vaishnavas. Srinivasacharya in his uh, in his, I think it's Lamana Shiksha, in his poem, uh, he, he wrote on how we have to protect our devotional creeper from all kinds of rogues and thieves and 
contaminations of them. Who likes to come and criticize the spiritual master, criticize the pure devotees of them? If we listen to that, then we, our faith gets uh, contaminated and we get bewildered and then we don't have our absolute determination to take shelter and serve. So they actually steal away our mood of devotional service, the, the agents of uh, the material energy. So we need to be very careful of uh, all these different kinds of agents of the illusion that take us away. Then there's Krishna's agents and Krishna's representatives. And any contact with them has the opposite effect. Even a moment's association with a pure devotee can give one all perfection. Sadhu Sangha, Sadhu Sangha, Sarva Shastakoi, Lavamacha, Sadhu Sangha, Sarva Siddhi Jagai Madai were delivered by a very short association of Lord Nityananda Prabhu. Nityananda is also merciful. In Chaitanya's uh, pastime, so just like Sri Sivananda Sena, he was so merciful even to the dog. Because he was feeding the dog, taking the he was merciful to the dog. The dog got the prasada from the hand of Lord Chaitanya and was sent back to Godhead. So because of that example, many Vaishnava, they were even if I can just be the dog of a Vaishnava, if I could just get somehow delegate the mercy of a pure devotee, then surely I get back to Godhead. Can have love for Krishna only by the mercy of the devotees. So, on one hand, we have to be very careful about our devotional jewel of bhakti, and we have to be very the bhakti ratna. So many people want to steal that, take it away from us, <coughs> pickpocket us. In Calcutta, they have uh, very professional pickpockets. They have a whole gangs of thieves. It's not very overt, it's very, it's very sophisticated. They have so many techniques. I had a godmother, he was a black belt, karate, third or fourth down, you know, like super martial artist, everything. He was walking down the street in Calcutta with his briefcase. He didn't realize what happened. All of a sudden he felt this intense itching in his back. It had to be right next to a water pump. So he went over to the water pump and started pouring water in his neck and his back to resolve the itching. Next thing he looked at the briefcase was gone. <laughs> Somebody grabbed it. 
to the next guy, to the next guy, to the next guy, next guy. Four euros, 200 yards down the street. Then someone went in the alley, gone. Everybody murders in the crowd. <laughs> they take glass wool and they smash it with hammers and make it into fine, fine fibers of glass wool. Using they pour that on your back. And that goes in all the pores of the skin. It itches so much. So I mean, ah, pour water. I got it's a regular thing. It's like the thieves' water at home. There. <laughs> <laughs> Two or three don't worry. Tell me it happened to them. So don't you know, suddenly feel itching on your back. Don't put your bag down. <laughs> That's the whole trick. So like Maya's got a standard routine. If you know the routines, you know, then okay. So that's what the Acharya is. They guided us to be careful with all these tricks that they have. But if a little bit careful, always set, don't do things without uh, being sure that it's authorized by Guru and Sadhu and Shastra. Then we can get, I mean, if somebody can just fall into the head, you know, it's skull, it's got, and still get back to God. But to speak of somebody taking so much spiritual shelter, we have to be careful to avoid the offenses and avoid the tricks of the agents of money and the life. We can get diverted, detoured from what we really came for. Here we read about the beautiful descriptions of the spiritual world. It's there. It's, that's where we belong. We don't belong here in this polluted place of birth and of death and rebirth and suffering. We don't want to be again given another prison term and another body. Unless, of course, we're given a term to serve Krishna, that's probably if he has some service for us. But we don't want to just be put into some body for the <coughs> Serving another term and then a tail of prison. As human beings, we got this opportunity because of the satsanga, devotional devotee association, to get back to Godhead. To develop our lost relation, forgotten relationship with Krishna, we should take advantage of it. Beware of all the you know, different kinds of it's an obstacle course on the way, different kinds of tricks. Any question? Yes, what's your name? Simon, spiritual name. Thank you, but your name, Sima, means the limit, the border. So Simona, so there's a Na at the end, and Na means no, so no limits. Unlimited. <laughs> Not necessarily. It's really according to our relationship with Krishna. So if you go back to Godhead, does that then you will be in the spiritual 
Could be. Depends on your relationship with Krishna. If you're a friend of Krishna, then you can have a voice for him. If you're a, if you're a, we can also have a female form. It's not material uh, form. It's not have exactly the same function. Somebody is a mother, or a lover, or a wife of Krishna, then they get the female form. If they're a father, or a friend, they get a male form. If they're servants, it could be male or female. If they're assisting Lakshmi, female, assisting Krishna, male. And the Lord describes more of himself than in the world? No, but they'll go to Vaikuntha, they won't go to Goloka. <clears throat> but uh, so there'd be some of these people here playing around. Depend, that's, it depends on their relationship. We all have we've got some like uh, coding what we were, what we are internally with Krishna. So that they get once they get their spiritual form, and they'll get that remembrance. And I will say eternal place and Krishna's pastimes. They they fit in there. There are birds in the spiritual world, but that doesn't mean that's that adult. You're a bird. <laughs> but the birds are like our birds. The birds are also intelligent. They all have like human type and you know, more than human intelligence. Everything is alive there. Nothing is dead magic. It's pretty inconceivable. We don't have any clue what their relationship is. There's five types of relationship. There's a neutral or santaras, and those are the trees and the birds and the animals and all those kind of passive type of things. Then there's the servants of the Lord, the servants of rasa, directly doing service, and there's friendship rasa. Exchanging past time with Krishna as a friend, and there's parental, and then there's conjugal. Yes, sir. Maharaji, you are starting about the Satyuga, and after the Brahman was back home, and later about the self. Right. But in starting, you explained about the Satyuga. Right. And after that, you explained about the Brahman or Bakun, and later on after the Sal. My first, my first question is this: In Kaljuga, while the age of the human being is very less, and in the Satyuga was age was very long, like a thousand years, hundred thousand, something like that. What the reason? Well, that's the way that is programmed. And things in Satyuga are very peaceful, very religious, very not very much sin. People live a long time. Right. It's done uh, Treta Yuga 10,000 years, things become a little less. When the Dwarka Yuga 1,000 years, it's a lot, even more. I'm very happy. We're finally in the Kali Yuga, where only one fourth of Dharma is uh, left. And uh, Bakun or Brahman, 
when somebody is in this case, the, the holy name of Lord Krishna will be chanting on the beads, is already this hearing there. When somebody reaches in this stage, in the dhyan, in meditation, is already chanting there, already listening there. It is true because one second. I understand the question. No, I understand the question. Because when you can chant Hare Krishna in a spiritual mode, spiritual mode, yeah, spiritual, it's a spiritual mode. Yeah. If you go on chanting, that's my point. Take the right to the spiritual mode. That's my point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Hare Krishna. I'm locked in here.
soul is really small. One ten thousandth the tip of a hair. In my note, Chitkona. And the Bhagavad Gita Krishna explains, Baby Hesha Gunamayama Mamaya Dharatraya. That this material uh, energy is uh, also an energy of Krishna. energy is much bigger than the individual spirit souls. Therefore the material energy has the power to put on a, a small, minute spiritual sparks under illusion. It's not a ordinary energy, it's also a divine energy of Krishna with the specific purpose of bewildering us. So because of the Supreme Lord's empowering his material energy, therefore he can be put into illusion. So then Krishna says, If somebody surrenders to me, then I'll personally protect him. I'll pass them over. Uh, material bewilderment and material uh, energy. If we take shelter of Krishna, we can over kind of bewilderment. So Maya operated again. He may have some little knowledge, but that knowledge gets bewildered. He gets stolen away by illusion. We are the Tatasta Shakti or Madhyasta Shakti, we are the small intermediate in energy between the material and the spiritual. We are part of the spiritual because we are so minute. We have to be always under the shelter of a more powerful energy. So if we are not uh, sheltered by the spiritual energy, then we get controlled by the material. So how many of you want to be under the shelter of the material energy? <laughs> How many want to be under the shelter of the spiritual energy? How many want to be under the Christian shelter? Very good. Thank you. In my list, last list, 
my last trip to Mayapur, quite a few people were talking about effulgence on the face of Srila Prabhupada. Could you please give us your impressions on this topic? Nobody mentioned to me. But Prabhupada's face always looking very effulgent. Prabhupada is present in his uh, deities in Mayapur. In the Samadhi temple, very, very much present, and also even on the Yasasana. Uh, Somebody can experience that if they're very fortunate. Maharaj, you are very far away. How can we serve you from here? How many want to serve you? Not so many. Not so much service you're doing for the deities and the projects and also service to me. <laughs> I Second one is to uh, help me by preaching, telling other people about the glories of Krishna, to be to book distribution, to be to uh, congregational preaching, or any kind of propagation of the glories of Krishna. Vaishnavas, if they are able to serve any Vaishnava, 
but also the service to me. Fourth is uh, sometimes doing some personal service when woman here or It will also include serving the, well, the first one includes serving the duty. Fifth one is that somehow we keep in contact with communication <coughs> to serve you better. So those five basic ways that you can serve Confirm. Why do difficulties come even if we are a devotee? Where we're living? <laughs> Are we living in the spiritual world? We're living in the material world. So Krishna says that this material world is a dukkhalaya, the place of suffering. Dukkhalaya asasvato. Anybody who lives here faces some difficulties, but we take those as opportunities for us to serve Krishna more, to overcome the difficulties. Pandavas were purest devotees. Do they ever have to face any difficulty? <laughs> yeah. Compared to what they have to face, we don't face any difficulties. We have to face like a difficulty which we like the mountain. Queen Kunti, she was also praying. But whenever we had a difficulty, we were forced to remember you, Krishna, and we came to you for help, and you always helped us. So in difficulty, you were always by our side. But now we don't have any more difficulty. Now we're the, all the enemies have been killed or destroyed or conquered or whatever. We're not facing any more difficulty now, but now you're leaving us. So by having difficulty, you'll be with us. And by having no difficulty, you won't be with us. Then uh, please give us more difficulty. Because we want to always be in your association. So maybe the... We analyze uh, our own consciousness, what kind of movement we have. The one is I'm not anxious uh, for just having more difficulty. Then those difficulties are also tests. When we are in difficulties, we remember Krishna. We take shelter of Krishna. And even comfort and success is also a kind of test. Because sometimes people remember Krishna when they are in difficulty. But when there is no difficulty, they think, why remember Krishna? Everything's fine, okay. So that's also actually a test that we should remember Krishna all the time. Bhakti Vinod Thakur, and you can squeeze him a little bit more here. 
problems don't go away, so they reduce. It's become manageable. So the worry becomes stronger. So for them, it's not such a big problem anymore. Because of their taking shelter in Krishna. They're putting three on one paper, it's cheating. <laughs> Next time we're going to have one per paper, then we'll put it back in the bottom. <laughs> How to develop a taste for reading about Krishna? That's where the chanting, it says, they were reading, where was that, uh, reading in the, in the Srimad Bhagavatam, first canto, second chapter, what is the 17th verse, is that But by serving the pure devotees of Krishna, the affinity for hearing about Krishna, which I would presume includes reading about Krishna. And this one has some reading challenge. The desire, the taste for hearing about Krishna, the affinity for hearing about Krishna, that increases by serving uh, the dedicated devotees of the Lord. So it's actually a secret for us to develop our taste. How much time is it? Special weight. 
Swami said they contradict the Diksha Guru's instructions and the disciple would generally try to follow those instructions. They have any doubt they can always go back to the Diksha Guru. And it's such a kind of a formal. Diksha Guru generally requires the permission of the Diksha Guru. Some Diksha Gurus give blanket permissions for everybody or for certain Gurus. <clears throat> but some kind of permission is because what they're saying is that uh, giving certain certain level of the power of attorney to the Sikshan Guru. So that's why it takes a little. Um, if the Dikshan Guru is around, otherwise one can remember whatever teachings the Dikshan Guru gave them to, to take Siksha from somebody who they know is in harmony with their Dikshan Guru. But uh, Krishna Das Kaviraj, he had one Diksha Guru, everybody has one Diksha Guru, so allowed to have more than one. And uh, six Diksha Gurus. The six Diksha Gurus were Rupa, Sanatan, Bhattaraguna, Dasaguna, Gopal, Bhatta, and Divagopal. So he had a good set of Diksha Gurus. <laughs> How do you describe a differentiate between sleep state, conscious state, transcendental state? <laughs> <laughs> Chanting Hare Krishna Mahamantra. Well, we, <clears throat> there's the sleeping, conscious, and then the dreaming state that we know about. In this material world, we go through those three states. So we're in deep sleep, and that's like a total unconscious. And we're sleeping, but we're dreaming, so the mind's working, and we're going in our subtle body and experiencing different things. When we sleep, a certain amount of time is spent in deep sleep, and a certain amount of time is spent dreaming. And both are needed for uh, resting. Prabhupada always advised us uh, that the tradition was in the, you know, this Ayurveda or what the what branch it comes under, but the tradition is that one should sleep with the head to the east or to the south. And it was interesting because somehow I read in one uh, newspaper article like some, that some scientists did a scientific experiment putting, uh, you know, brain scans on people who are sleeping in different directions to find out how that would affect the sleep. And amazingly, they found out that people with their head to the east or the south had normal dreaming and a proper deep rest. But people who slept in other directions, like mainly north, you know, Ganesh and his head, the head of the elephant was cut off because he slept to the north. 
She was anybody who's stupid enough to sleep with their head in mud, they deserve to have their head in mud. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody knows you never sleep with your head in So there was a poor elephant sleeping with her head in the north, and so he lost his head, and that became Ganesha's head. But I think when they design their flats, condominiums, they don't take these things in consideration. <laughs> <laughs> Many times when I go to people's houses, I have to sleep with my foot, foot to their head on the bed and my because they put their head in the wrong way. So that could affect, so the scientists, they did the test it. But they had a theory that it was through the electromagnetic field of the Earth. And I don't know whether that theory is the reason or what was the reason, but what, was it, what I found really interesting was that the conclusion was that it was best to sleep with the end of the east or the south. There's no problem. So now as far as the transcendental state, <coughs> That is a state of real awakening. Normally we're just experiencing everything through the body or the, through the mind. But when we're in the transcendental state, actually the soul, the Atma is uh, himself uh, experiencing. So it's very... Trying to achieve this transcendental state of consciousness. Is that consciousness is directly connecting the soul with Krishna? So there's nothing very special. Maharaj Prabhu. <laughs> Would you please give me a practical help to overcome attachment to sense gratification? In other words, in other words, mind control. Thanking you. Could I help you? Why not? <clears throat> Somebody wants to overcome some attachment to sense gratification. There are means. That's part of our practice. How to get people more attached to Krishna? How to develop attachment to Krishna? That is very easy to be attached. It's difficult for people to give up something unless they're getting something in exchange. Nobody like to give up their sense gratification if that's their, if they're dependent on that for some happiness. But if they have a higher case, in Krishna consciousness, and they can regulate some kind of information, they can bow down.
Thank you for watching our videos. Be sure to subscribe to our channel. We publish new videos every day. And don't forget to like and share our channel.